Welcome to the Book Squad Podcast. 94% bookish banter, 6% shenanigans. From Lawrence Public Librarians, Kate Gramlich and Polly Kim. Hi. Hey. How's it going? It's going. Very good. <laughs> How's it going? It's, it's going. going. It's, yeah, no, I think that's a good non-committal phrase. Cool, cool. Because then... You know, there's no need to follow up. No. Mm-mm. All right, great. It's going. <laughs> I'm done okay. asking questions now. All right. Uh, uh, but we're at the podcast. We're at the podcast right now. We are at the podcast. We're at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're back at it. <laughs> it's like the coal mines. Yep. Working Just exactly on the like podcast. it. <laughs> going down, down, down. Okay. Oh, sorry. Boy. <laughs> oh, it's already a singer. <laughs> All so right. I don't think we have any bookish news. No. Cool. That doesn't Good. mean that there's it's not going. We're gonna say news happening. How's bookish going? It's going. It's yes. That's what <laughs> we got. Going. It just means that we don't have bookish news for you today. Go find your own news. Oh. We can't do everything. <laughs> <laughs> we can't always be bookish newsing. No. I can't be helping A all the time. A new segment. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, so then I think if we don't have bookish news, then we just skip right to two book. Two book. Cool. Minimum. Cool. Well, um, I'll let you start because you had two books and then it took me until I was like sitting here to realize that I had two books also. Okay. Can I tell the story? Can I tell the story yeah, about yeah, this yeah, book? Yeah. Oh, it's so cute. Okay. Because I love the story about this book. So I bought this book, The Cow Book, A Story of Life on an it's Irish Family Farm by John Connell. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I mean, it's just like the cow book. It's like, okay. Uh-huh. okay. Well, but, like, let me tell you, right. I was standing yeah. in a store on Ackill Island in Ireland okay. and I'm looking at all the books because I'm I'm just like I want to take last year this is last this year this was last May uh-huh. and I'm like I want to take a book home with me mm-hmm. to that is that is yeah that is a very specifically Irish book written mm-hmm. by an Irish author mm-hmm. and I'm looking and this cow is on the front he is licking his nose and I don't know why but I was like this is the book mm-hmm. this is my book mm-hmm. so I bring it home I didn't touch it I just put it on my bookshelf and I didn't read it. And then like a week ago, I was like, I'm ready. I miss Ireland so much. I want to go back. I need to read this book now. So I pull it out and I start reading it. And then... Um, after the other day, I was Holly cleaning up to the side. <laughs> I just, I'm cleaning up after book club speed dating and I pull out one of our handouts and I see that it had been written on by a patron. Mm-hmm. Don't, I'm just talk I'm with my narrating. <laughs> no, I'm narrating what you're doing because it's good. Okay. I see that it had been written on by a patron and it said, um, the farmer's son. As like a then, favorite book? Or no, yeah, the farmer's son was one okay. of the books oh, that yeah, Kelly yeah. Barth yeah. from The yeah. Raven yeah. presented on. And it said Connell. And then right next to it, in handwriting, it said, um, an Irish farm. And you're like, what? And so I was like, oh. And I look over, and John Connell, who wrote the cat book, so I'm thinking, did he write a second book? Right, I'm right, so right. excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I look it up. He didn't write a second book. No. This is the same book. <sighs> the cow book and the farmer's son, the farmer's son, are the same book. They just to my two knowledge, I think that this is, this is its printing for the United States. Mm-hmm. So... This book, this book just it? poofed right mm-hmm. into my consciousness two times in a week. And I thought it was so cool that Kelly Barth mm-hmm. like also found this book and presented yeah. like thought it was good enough to present on it, Book Club Speed Dating. Did so, you tell her? Um, I did. I emailed her and she's like, We should bring him to the United States and I was like, yeah. We should. I don't know how, but mm, tell him this story. Maybe that'll work. This book this book. Mm-hmm. I did at him on Instagram. 
I think you're not supposed to add anybody. No, you are. And I'm just joking. I don't know what. I don't know. You did. You said. You just made me nervous because no, I you always say don't add me. Instagram. No, yeah, you add them. <laughs> okay, so I did, and I hashtagged the cow book. I felt Cute. like that's nice. I felt soups millennial. I wonder why they changed the title. I don't know, but. I tell the whole story about this book, but like, so then let me just say quickly about this book. Oh yeah, what's it about? It's written, it's written from, it's written from January through June, but the primary bulk of it is like January through April, which is Mm -hmm. calving, calving, calving. It's when you work on your calves. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Calving. Calving. Apparently I really have trouble with words with L's in the middle of them. Baby cows and B's. L's and B's together or L's and F's. So, anywho's, yeah, it's it's baby, it's baby season. That's when (laughs) the baby sheeps and the baby cows Uh um, come from their mamas, and so it's a really busy time Mm -hmm. on the farm. And um, so, John Connell, I I actually have not gotten to this point. I'm almost done with the book, but it hasn't quite said yet. Something happened. He had been living in Australia. Had been living abroad. He'd been living in Canada. Been trying you know, doing whatever he was doing, doing work. And um, apparently he got really sick mm. and I don't know from what, but he needed to recover. I think he maybe, I don't know, he just needed to recover. Mm-hmm. So he came back home to his family farm in Ireland and like in exchange for the work he's doing on the farm, his parents aren't charging him any rent or anything mm-hmm. and he's allowed to just, he's allowed to write. Mm-hmm. So it, you That's know, a nice setup. this really, and, and, you know, Work is butt off. I mm-hmm. mean, you're up yeah, yes. multiple times right. a night to and assist with healthcare there. Yeah, um, there mm-hmm. is healthcare there. Yeah, so he so he goes home, and this book is just you know, I, if you love how Irish people speak mm. so beautifully, like they're just like the words are just better than the words I'm saying right yeah. now. <laughs> Those are wonderful words. Um, I just love. Is there an audiobook version of it? The cadence. I looked, and I'm probably not yet. No, I mm-hmm. didn't see one, but I hope there will be because I will listen the heck out of it. So, that. when did that book come out in America? It's coming out May seventh. Weird. It's but that out came 7th. out a year ago. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like book yeah. time travel. Cool. I'd like to. I want to get my hands on the this mm-hmm. version. Yeah. And you, it's in our catalog. It's on order. You can oh, put it on hold. Please do because I think you will be charmed. And also, it's it's just it's this meditation on hard work and mm-hmm. paying attention, mm. which will come that will later. Go, yes. Um, and a meditation on life and, um, you know, being close to the land and being close to the animals and, mm-hmm. you know, other things. Yeah. The people that we love and the history that we, you know, inherit that we may or may not be very aware of. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I like those types of family books. relationships I and those types of books. I like um, other kinds. Yeah. It's a, it's like, it's the, it's a very Irish way of just examining a little bit the relationship between him and his father without, psychologizing mm-hmm. it very far yeah it's just a, but you you understand a lot just from watching their interaction mm-hmm. um it's written very much like journal entries in a way Aww. so um what year was it written or like what is it like january through june of a certain year um it, or is it, pr- it probably was january through june of um 20 
I'm going to say 2016 or 2017. So it was recently that all this stuff happened. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because like you're, you're, you feel almost like you're at a, <clears throat> like a place out of time, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, an Irish farm right. is really yeah, like that get, in yeah. a way. Um, and then he'll mention Game of Thrones or something. Like, what? And so I was like, ha ha. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so I, it's the, I'm reading the cow book. You'll be reading the farmer's son yeah. by John Connell, but it's, uh, it's charming. Nice. And maybe not for vegans. <laughs> well, right. Probably not. For vegetarians. Um, unless you are like, well, mm -hmm, never mind. We're done. So that's yeah. great. Just saying that. Just pretend part. like I didn't open my mouth. Okay. <laughs> well, right. I mean, how the heck do you have a yes? I mean, yeah. I, there's a lot of care and love given to the animals, mm -hmm. but if you believe that and animals, if you believe that animals should not be eaten, oh, then you might. That reminds me of the sentient part not. in the other book. Okay. Okay. All right. We're right. To, okay. We'll come back to okay. it. Gotcha. Second book, um, Nickel Boy. So I guess I'm pitching two books that aren't quite exactly the uh, the farmer's son will be out by the time you hear this. You're a tease. Nickel Boys um, comes out July 2019. It is the oh. newest Colson White. I didn't even know you had one coming out until you showed me that. This book was incredible. Really? Okay, yeah, I, I have I know nothing about it. It was so. incredible. I could not put it down. So, it is actually based on um, uh, it's based on a, the real story of a reform school in Florida that operated for one hundred and eleven years. Um, the book opens with the grounds of the school being excavated and mm. looked at by some University of Florida students, I believe, mm -hmm. um, because there is a secret, you know, mm. burial ground on. Mm. Um, so uh, there's also there's a regular burial ground as well. But um, you can tell, I mean, if there's a secret burial ground, not good stuff has happened. No, right, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so it's the story of Elwood, who is um, real, like, brilliant kid, special kid. He's sort of been protected by the neighborhood because he's going to go places. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, through a series of events, he ends up at Nickel Academy, which is... Um, and th so that is back in the past. The reform school, yes, in okay. the early 60s. Okay. And uh, he meets up with Turner, um, who becomes his friend and so it's the story of uh, what happens with Elwood and I'm Turner. I'm so nervous. And everyone, yes, you should be. Um, it is. It says it's Ooh. exactly what you think it will be, oh God, and no. but it's a lot more than that as well. I need to ask spoiler questions, but I can't. Oh. I will after this. Okay. okay. Yeah, but um, he, but Colson Whitehead is writes his butt off in this mm -hmm. book like it's just now is there any so good like um magical realist element because like a lot of his other ones have no. some some mm -hmm. hint of this it this is okay. straight historical fiction okay. and it's actually like i said it's actually based on a real place and like even some of the quotes in the book oh, are really are like taken from um, from some real source material. Um, it's incredible. That sounds incredible. great. Yeah, he's he has knocked it out of the park yet again. Mm -hmm. I think there could be some awards in his future for this. Sounds book. like it. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right, good. Well, I've already admitted my shame uh, that I haven't read Underground Railroad, but 
uh, perhaps I'll actually read this one. Yeah, I will give it to you and mm -hmm. you can read it because it's super I was about to say soup's good, but I felt like that was disrespectful to say about this book because it's so good. <laughs> oh, God, is it so it's sad? Ah! Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, I'm going to ask you some questions after this. Because uh, I don't mind spoilers. I'll tell you the answer. Yeah, but I don't mind spoilers. Okay. As a general rule. In fact, my story about that is book, I've told you about spoiled, this. Okay. I've told you about my experience watching My Girl, mm -hmm. right? Did, did you? It's the most worst. It's the most oh, worst experience it, of my life. Is, oh, because you didn't Cause, know. Because I didn't know. Because oh. I was like nine. I'm like Veda's age or whatever. And then know. he dies, and I um, felt betrayed. Spoiler alert. Um, it's been like thirty years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so from then on, my question is like, does the main character croak? Anyway, we're done okay. with that. I'm not talking about that anymore. Right. 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 You talk about your books. All right. So um, we have talked in the past about uh, the book of the unnamed midwife by Meg Allison, who is like my love queen. That's an incredible book. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, let me let me get my phone to pull a quote. So I'm going to talk from afar. Here I am. <laughs> Back. So um, sounds like you went to the next room. I did. I did. I've got very long arms. Uh, so it's a trilogy. The second book was The Book of Edda, and that came out um, like 2017, 2018 or something like that. And then so we've been waiting impatiently for The Book of Florida to come out because we knew we, the fans, because uh, we knew that um, there would be a third book because Goodreads is always like two of three, you know, but then it doesn't right. tell you. And then it'll like just say the freaking title. And then you're like what do I do? So anyway, it's, uh, we've been, my people and I have been excited for a long time. Uh, <laughs> my people. And then Hannah, who's one of my book club friends, she, uh, sent me the book cover, which I hadn't seen yet. And I was like, Oh my God. So anyway, 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 mm -hmm. the book of the unnamed midwife, if you did not listen to that episode, which you should, cause it's good, um, is a post-apocalyptic sort of feminist, uh, gender bending tale, um, where, the vast majority, like a bazillion million percent, 99 point bazillion percent of women, of people are, are knocked out. Number. And then, yeah. And then like of those people who are not, who are remaining, which is like none, uh, the vast majority of those are men. So women are gone. And uh, mortality, infant mortality rate and um, maternal death rate are like at 99 point bazillion percent. Okay. It's all the same number. Uh -huh. um, so, so any miraculous birth it's like that some, happens. Yeah, it's like some things. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And so for, and, and like, it just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Like birth doesn't happen. You know, them surviving, it doesn't happen. And so mm -hmm. the midwife, um, who is unnamed, hence the title, mm -hmm. uh, she goes and kind of and dresses up like a dude um, because it's not safe for women um, yeah. or femmes out there. And so she goes and is like in, in like the Johnny Appleseed of contraceptives. And so she'll like find women and then like pretend to be a dude, pretend to be like a mean dude, dude, dude mm -hmm. things. And then give them birth control and stuff mm. like that. So she's kind of saving the world, um, doing some gender bending stuff, has some really interesting commentary on like sexuality and, um, and gender relations and race and all sorts of stuff. So it's a really, really, really compelling, not uh, not nice language, though, mm -hmm. uh, but it's a really compelling book. Um, and so the second one came out. I liked it. Some people liked it more than the first. I'm not in that camp. But... The Book of Flora is this third one, 
And it follows a character from the second book because okay. um, she kind of just jumps from one narrator to another. Um, and so far, it's been wonderful. I was trying to pull up the quote, and I don't have it here, but I can maybe post a picture. Um, but as always, uh, Meg Allison just does some just brilliant, really hard-hitting commentary on um, on gender norms and, like, gender bending and um, different marginalized groups. And she just... Um, she works those ways. She works those things into a post-apocalyptic narrative in a way that I'm just not familiar with from anyone else. Okay. Um, she also just just really great with playing with language. Like the names of places are um, kind of they're warped from their quote unquote original names. Mm-hmm. So like St. Louis in the second one and in the third one. Um, like you would abbreviate it as STL here now. Right. And so they call it STL, E-S-T-I-E-L. Oh. And so like that's the name of the town is STL. And so and so like a lot of the book is just figuring out where is she? Where is the, are these people based on like the name and what it could root back to? And so it's some nerdy stuff. Yeah. It is nerdy. Yeah. She's great. And I had a question about one of those names and I tweeted her and she ex- very kindly explained it to me and oh. went back and forth. So so there's that book of Flora. Um, I'm not very far into it, so I don't really know where it's going to go. But um, I trust her writing and her uh, storytelling skills. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, and then the second one, uh, both of these books, I forgot that I either had read or was reading <laughs> no. for when reasons we were, like, that are. Book about she was like, I, I have no books. I ain't read. But you yeah. books. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It, and those will be for reasons that we'll discuss in this, uh, in our She Said, She Said. But the next one, the one that I did finish was The Natural Home by Isabel Louette. And I think it's from 2018. And um, I'm such a sucker for these books. It's just one of those, like, natural cleaning solutions Where you're books. you like, I just want to rub a lemon around my Dude, whole home. that's what you can do. <laughs> There's an entire chapter, de- chapter dedicated to lemons. Mm-hmm. It's like... Oh, something smell lemon. You know, oh, you got some rust buildup? Lemon. Maybe yeah. not rust, but <laughs> lime scale buildup? Lemon. Just put a lemon. Yeah. How put much a lemon, lemon in it. do you need? I know. And then I bought a whole bag of lemon and all these, and I was like, oh my God. I'm going to clean my whole house. <laughs> Everything's going to smell like lemons. But Did lemons you? is my favorite smell, probably. You know, my, you know, my favorite trick with lemons hmm. is first, you put it in a bowl with water and okay. you put it in your microwave. You microwave it for five minutes. Uh-huh. Like you cut it in half. Yeah. Microwave it for five minutes. In a bowl of water. In a bowl of water. And then just don't open the door. Let it sit there yeah. for like another five, ten minutes. And then you literally can just everything is your just, entire yeah. microwave out. It's completely clean and it smells good. And it smells so and good. And then you take the lemon mm-hmm. that you have been, that you have essentially cooked in this water uh-huh. and it's soft and you cut it in half the half and half, and then you put it in your dish, your garbage <gasps> disposal. Sprint, yes, and turn it exactly. on, and it yeah. cleans your garbage disposal, yes. and your garbage disposal disposal smells good. Yeah, because usually it does not. Mm. Yeah, well, and you can also there's a way to like do a similar thing with your oven and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. and I am just a cheap arse, um, and like a half. I was going to say ass this time, half ass hippie. I'm a half ass <laughs> hippie, and so I'm like everything can be clean with vinegar. Yeah. And or baking soda and or lemon. And she's completely behind me on this. Okay, good. So uh, I agree. I, I just buy that's... vinegar by like the vat. It's <laughs> like, well, this is going to clean this. It's going to get rid of this smell. This is my explain your obsession with pickles. Mm. You, I love pickles. I think that that's a thing. I know. I didn't really connect I, this. I think, that that's, I think that's true. I actually, I like to 
mop wood floors mm-hmm. with vinegar yeah. because I feel like I've tried the the wood oil and I feel like it leaves a film. It does and it's streaky residue, and it yeah. doesn't. And you can it, remove that residue with a lemon. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> great! It doesn't feel like. It doesn't feel like no. oh this oil, like, this it doesn't yeah. feel like oh it oiled my wood no. and now my wood feels healthier it just feels like it left it feels <laughs> you're fired it feels like it didn't oil your wood good it did not no I no it like just it it's more like streaky it's like if you use the wrong conditioner and then your hair is like yeah. I'm slimy oh, yes. yeah mm-hmm. well so she's also talking about like essential oils and there's this stuff called like these different kinds of soaps that I'm gonna look into. It's not like lye or Castile or whatever. It's like these other kinds. Um, and so I'm going to look so into that. Saponic. Maybe. I don't know. I return okay. the book. I should go check it back out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but there's just all these recipes for everything. In the, or like um, you can like spritz your plants with this or that mm-hmm. and then keep away bugs or keep away whatever's. Kevin and I made our own um, laundry detergent for a long time. Nice. Yeah. We stopped doing that. But... But you could, once again, yeah, if you wanted to. We could. This goes along with my finally realizing that you can dry things outside in the sun. Yes. <laughs> Anybody listening to this oh right now Oh, my God. Like, I am, like, the what? failed, like, you are prairie a, woman or whatever you the are. It's is. like you're so oh, – it's like you God. love it, but you don't – you're like, really? I'm like, what? You can do that? We, yeah. You could just do a lot with, like, with nothing. <laughs> so that's the moral of the story. <laughs> that is – Which – Yes, That's if you're good. if you're poor by choice, <laughs> uh, by student loans or by other circumstances, uh, or just lazy, there's a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of reasons. I think lazy is why people don't hang their clothes out anymore. Oh, but it took like zero minutes. Yeah, it took. It goes. I'm gonna tell you guys. It takes way faster to dry a sheet in the sun. Well, okay, but I'm talking like a whole load of actual clothes that you have to pin up in a particular way so you don't get. Oh, horrible see, pin and marks I've been pinning it into my house, like inside yeah. my house, with the with the heater on this winter, and so right. I'm used to the pinning. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, yeah. put a lemon on it. Put- <laughs> That's what they should have called the book. So just a warning, though, this book is, like, probably double the length it should be because they are, like, repeating a lot of information. But I would like to find a maybe a used copy of this book to just, like, leaf through and reference and put post-its and stuff. So that way I'm like, shoot, I just spilled, you know, blood all over something. What, what cleans it up? Lemon. Lemon. <laughs> Actually, seltzer water, but Yeah. <laughs> This is not Moving what you thought on. was going to happen when you tuned in of, today. We don't have bookish news, but I got lemon news. <laughs> well, all, all right, right then. That's it. That's our two-week minimum. There you so, go. Um, the Farmer's Son by John Connell. The Nickel Boys by the fabulous Coulson Whitehead. Mm-hmm. The Book of Flora by Meg Ellison. And The Natural Home by Isabel Lewitt. Uh, so now it's She Said, She Said. That's. What she said. Ugh. Have we made that joke already? No. I feel like we haven't. God, why didn't we call it that's what she said? <laughs> that's what we why? should Oh, have. God. Oh. Let's go back in time. Uh, so now it's she said, she said. I'm leaving through I'm gonna... my copious notes about this fabulous book, How to Do Nothing. Which sounds right up my alley. Resisting the Attention Economy. By Jenny O'Dell. Mm-hmm. So how do we hear about this book? Brad. Brad Allen, director of this here fine establishment, the Lawrence Public Library, 
uh, has been nattering on about. Oh, my God. He nattered on about it for about five (laughs) minutes before I was like, sold. Yeah, no, same here. So hopefully. It's separate nattering. Hopefully you all will feel the same about it. We'll be talking for more than five minutes. We probably will. (laughs) We will natter longer than that. Yes. So let me say this about this book. Uh Um, Say this. I didn't. I don't know if I was smart enough. I don't know God, if I'm smart amen. enough to discuss this book. I think we've had this discussion before about not feeling smart enough, not feeling equal to the book that we're reading. However, I, I maybe we are. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, you know, every book is like the meeting of the reader in the book. Yes. And so some things, it's not always the readers, you know. No. And that's. It's just it's, yeah. It just was we're in two different places. We're in two different places. So I'm I'm here for this book. I really liked it. I made a gabillion d notes. Yeah, I took a lot. Probably of gonna write my blog post about it. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So, but I I'd like to get started with so, this book. Yeah. By saying my first note is, arg. I am struggling to stop picking up my phone. Oh, my God. Right? So this book is about this. Like, do, don't worry. This book is not about. No, it's not like a burn your phone. Of, log no. off of all of your Mm-mm. devices. In fact, it's very not like yeah, that. Yeah. Don't touch anything mm-hmm. that is remotely related to social media. No. Don't have your, you know. Yeah. So that is, there is a piece of that that exists. Should I, write, should I read like this little part? Yeah. Read that little okay. part. A galvanizing critique of the forces vying for our attention and our personal information that redefines what we think of as productivity, reconnects us with the environment, and reveals all that we've been too distracted to see about ourselves in the world. Um, So never mind. I mean, like, so like you go into it thinking it's going to be like, burn your phone. No. Log off of Facebook forever. It's not. It's not. Because I I mean, because I just don't think that that's like practical advice for large groups of people. So I think, you know. So what do you like? My big takeaway. What, what, where do you want to start? Well, let's start at the very beginning. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, the first thing, I mean, the first, like the big thing that I was like, okay, I, you sold me on this idea, disengage with the attention economy. And Mm so the, what the attention economy means, um, like, it is social media. There, mm-hmm. I mean, there are other things, but like social media, um, which is, quote, monitoring the ongoing development of our personal brand, mm-hmm. which I, that was like, ooh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, We are the consumed. We are the product. We are the product. Right. I mean, we are the product. And mm-hmm. so, but I, if you've ever, I'm going to, I mean, it's embarrassing to me, but if you've ever been like. Oh, this would be a funny thing to put on Facebook. Oh, heavens. Or daily. <laughs> this would be a funny, like, I, I it, Oh, I should tweet I, this. Yeah, yeah. I should tweet this. Mm-hmm. Or, like, ooh, this would make a great Insta picture. Yes. Or, like, I, you know, I mean, if if that is your thought. It's embarrassing. That's life. When you, but that is life now. I mean, it, mm-hmm. I, I guess oh, yeah. I feel like maybe it's embarrassing to me because I still, I still struggle with it. Right. As, like, that I feel uncomfortable that I am quote, um, you know, developing my personal brand. Uh-huh. Like, and I'm... Uh, you know, I know a lot of people are trying to also do this movement of like, not everything's perfect. Don't mm-hmm. just only yeah. post your perfect moments on right. social media, show the rest of your mm-hmm. life, but you're still cultivating and mm-hmm. curating and yeah, transmitting your personal brand. Mm-hmm. Like, so when people are like, this is who Polly is uh-huh. and I have 
you know, of my 700 and some personal friends. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not that many in this day and age. I don't feel like um, that are that I'm friends with on Facebook. And I feel like I've done a super good job of only being friends with, well, mm-hmm. this is actually part of the book too, of only being friends with people who I actually have met in oh, real yeah. life. Yeah, right. Or are friends of friends mm-hmm. who, or I've met, who have met or are librarians. Yes, yeah. librarians are authors. Yeah. So I feel like I have done a pretty good job of like making this a space a where it's for uh, where space. yeah and where it's and you're not folks posting I've actually, publicly yeah mm-hmm. folks i just really want to stay in touch with right. and i don't yeah i generally don't post anything publicly it's mm-hmm. all just so it feels like a nice group of people um and at the same time i'm probably never gonna see most of these people ever in my yeah. life uh-huh. and yeah. I've got people right here in my town that I haven't seen in a while that mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. and why am I spending any time curating my personal information I have such torns yeah such torns on this the other quote I really liked about this sort of this part of the book was we submit our leisure for numerical evaluation oh god that is so true yeah that like <sighs> Blew my mind. Yeah. I mean, I know as soon as I posted my picture of my weird fence that I've been constructing very deliberately. Then you're like, I'm like, you're checking back for people likes. like it. Checking yeah, back for exactly. Likes. Checking back for likes. And I do feel good about it. Well, why? Well, because maybe I mean, all people should be doing is driving by my house saying they like it instead. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be online yeah. likes. <laughs> I mean, and why, I guess like why is like, why is not a question that we we check back because that is exactly how. Maybe we should just be haunting exactly at things we like. <laughs> Beep, 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 beep. They uh, like but a... that's how social media is. I mean, oh, yeah. social media is designed to to train us to look. Well, I mean, like Glennon Doyle, when she was talking, and when we were talking in the last episode about how she like was was like kind of chronicled her breakdown and all those the vulnerability, right. which was a powerful thing for so many people to read, and so that's why we're not like mm-hmm. crapping on social media. But she is, and Brene Brown's talked about this. She is looking at like the external validation you know it's such yeah. a fine line it's such a fine line because because yes that's um, why i'm glad she's not like burn your phone because there is a lot of access and communication and being seen quote unquote or feeling less alone right. that happens through the oversharing right basically. especially if i mean i would say um Especially if you're like part of a marginalized community, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and you're looking for other yeah. people in that marginalized community. Right. Like I think social media and online presence has right. done so much for mm-hmm. the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. for kids who for live in places. Moms, like for my moms. big thing is that yeah, like, oh yeah. I mean that's been but so but also wars. It's, but it's it's also the mommy wars. It's been, yeah. It's yeah. Um, yeah. It's made it a lot easier for people to make me feel terrible. About yeah, <laughs> about what? But to be I've honest, done. they could do that at the grocery store. Yeah, but not <laughs> not on mass. I don't know. No, that's true. So it anyway. Like I thought. So that was sort of the the opening salvo of this book is, hey y'alls, mm-hmm. um, you have been. We are a product, <laughs> right? You're we're a product, mm-hmm. and you know this. I mean, this is shouldn't yeah. be surprising information mm-hmm. to right. you, but. But do you understand that when you have sold your attention mm-hmm. in the attention economy yeah. to this 
thing, you cannot be placing your attention elsewhere. Right. And when you're not placing your attention elsewhere, the things that you're not giving your attention to are dying. Yeah. Or, right. Um, yeah. And you, and it's a perpetual process. Right. So a thing that I loved, well, first I didn't, um, but I ended up <laughs> loving was she came at some communes and like, Ooh, we talked about like interesting. this, like we talked about the sour, sourdough thing. I've had that same urge of like, let me gather my loved ones, my friends and their pets, and let's just get a farm and go do this. Yeah. Um, and I think a friend of mine is just actually about to do that. Well, and she's going to have to maybe read this book for some point. Right. <laughs> and it's not saying don't do that either necessarily, mm -hmm. but she was talking about how like, basically, I mean, the whole point is like, people are messy. You can't escape the mess of people even if you have a smaller group of people and you're like avoiding the TV and avoiding the whatever, right. you know, like it's, everything's going to be messy because of the, what you, like the plurality, the, like the messy plurality of there being multiple people mm -hmm. who, who have like agency and wants and desires and needs and thoughts and opinions yeah. that are different from yours. You, you know. How dare. I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. Uh, but also you don't want not that because no. or else then you got this weird <clears throat> Right. Weird, creepy. But so that was, and I think that that was an interesting, like, shift over. So, you know, as I was saying, I feel like I've created my, mm -hmm. I feel like I've created my, and I have. Your um, island. You create your, uh, your online life mm -hmm. to be a particular bubble. Mm -hmm. And, like, the commune was sort of, like, the real world. Yeah, the, the real kind world of the bubble, real the world pre. version mm -hmm. of that um, in a way where you have surrounded yourself by... Mm -hmm. All these like-minded like people mm -hmm. trying to do a thing for possibly for very good reasons. Mm -hmm. um, and then, but then none of them worked. That was interesting no. to me is that the thing about these communes is that they just never, um, they never worked because you really did need to have this second, it, it, like she talked about it as like, you're removing all of these constraints, but then there always will have to be some agreed upon rules. Mm -hmm. So right. yeah, a lot like of the communes, right, and like a lot of the yeah, a lot of the communes were time. built on like no rules, Let's man. Just all bone, free yeah. love, mm -hmm. um, right? That's yeah, like and then, cool, but who takes out the trash? Mm -hmm. And then when people started to add rules in, then it got you know. Mm -hmm people it just stopped working another thing though about communes and this is the thing that i have struggled with but i really appreciated her pointing out and i was like yeah you're right it, when you're leaving when you like bounce from the world and go off grid and are in your commune thing mm -hmm. this the bad stuff's still happening like right and you know you're, you're abandoned you're abandoning mm -hmm. it's kind of like hope in the dark where it's like if you just say everything is great or everything is terrible, either way, you're taking the lazy way out and you're not doing mm -hmm. any work. And so, yeah. like, how are you going to change masses if you and your five buddies are, you know, Getting whatever? Getting in the mountains. Yes, yeah. exactly. I mean, yeah, do <laughs> well, that for a weekend. And, you but... know, right. So, like, the I, did, I wrote that down because there she does address the question of privilege. And I like mm -hmm. that she says that um, it is a privilege to um, be able to retreat retreat mm -hmm. a little bit. It's a privilege to um, put your attention where you want your attention. 
but um but it but shouldn't I, be is right what but it her yes, that's why it mm-hmm. shouldn't be a privilege everyone should be able to do that and that the fact that it is a privileged activity right now should not detract from the fact that everyone should be able to do it you know it shouldn't be dismissed out of hand as like oh that's a privileged white person thing it right. should be an everybody thing and that it should be included we in should our all fight have... for social justice yeah and that's where she gets into like the mm-hmm. labor the unions yeah because they were fighting for you know eight hours for work eight hours for rest eight hours for what we will mm-hmm. and like the what you will is where you're divesting your attention Right. Um, and it right. feels, unfortunately, like a lot of us are doing it on Netflix or whatever. I know. But Well, and that's like, that was sort of, I mean, you know, of course, she's talk, she talks about Walden um, Oh, God, lot. Jesus. I am just whatever with him. <laughs> Seriously. Because didn't he have like people delivering bread or something? Like he wasn't I isolated. Know. He had like this, la- like he would go into his friend's house and there he had this lady stop in the road or something. I don't know exactly. Yeah. I'm not really, I don't know. But I'm Did mad. Did you read it? Nah, um, parts of it. <laughs> but also I have read critiques of it, which is okay. really what it, you just. Well, I think the the important takeaway about that to me. And then, she, you know, she talks about, was it Epicurus? Mm-hmm. Who, who, I did like him Yeah, Epicurus was like started his own like little yeah, dark, free garden, school. free school. Yeah. Um, Diogenes, who was apparently like a super freak, which I liked. And I'm going to actually talk about that in a little bit. But mm-hmm. um, Diogenes just like breaking all kinds of like social yeah. rules and boundaries and doing whatever to, to constantly yeah. be pointing out. Yeah. That this that this is a construct. Like his whole goal was to just point out constantly, this is a construct. Yeah, we've made it. Also, we Tom can, Green. We can end Tom Green. We can make it what we will mm-hmm. because it's a construct. Like it is not a thing that just that has to exist. It's a mm-hmm. thing that we have called into existence, mm-hmm. which so, makes me feel like you mm-hmm. can do that with social media too. Well, I think so. So, like, I wrote down like civil disobedience to. To enact change through mm-hmm. civil disobedience, it requires several individuals to refuse collectively, mm-hmm. not just me refuse. Because mm-hmm. you can be an individual doing yeah. civil disobedience, but like You're that's what, that's what made annoying. the civil rights movement work. Yeah, is that several individuals, or else you're just the honk for hemp guy. Yes, several Bless individuals collectively decided yeah. to do this thing, but then they have to align to create and to hold open the space of refusal mm-hmm. for, other, for people. other people. So that becomes then the new reality. And those people have to have, what should she call them? Like a, um, enough of a margin to do that opting out. Like, right. I loved that description of, um, students. Yeah. Versus... Like students, they didn't, you know, that's why they had so many students doing thing. It wasn't like, Oh, students are more open-minded than, because that's it's, what I think people God, always think. Right. Oh, or like, students oh, are ideal and whatever. And college yeah. students mm-hmm. are open-minded and that's no, why they're like, at the forefront. No, they have possibly the time when they're not, they don't have stuff to lose mortgage yeah. or yeah, they're, yeah. Yeah. And if like you're it, a working parent, you've got a lot to lose. Yeah, you you can't, can't be going to jail, Mm-mm. but a student can. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was, that was actually fascinating to me because I hadn't thought about it yeah. that way. And I thought like, I feel like we have this false narrative that like working folks don't mm-hmm. care and older it's folks like, don't no, care. They just don't have. We just start, yeah, our margins are thinner. We How just, can you opt out if right. you, yeah, are working three jobs or, yeah, like, yeah. My kids in school. I mean, I think about that a lot. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm like, I think we, I've thought about that a lot when people are like, oh, you know, you, 
Like you just like you feel like you're gambling with your kid's life mm-hmm. to do things and people some people are forced to do that. They mm-hmm. have to do yeah. it. But it's a hard thing for someone to make the choice to do. Yes. So you need the people all together who have this like some margin yeah. of, of room. You have and to refuse. Uh-huh. And then to they need to realign and create a new thing. Yeah, because you can't just be like it's can, yeah, everything. it can't yeah. be all individuals. It has they has to be some agreement. Right. And like then, Snick, like Snick. Did. Yeah. 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 Like, and so she refers to this concept in the throughout this book, um, like as of a third space, mm-hmm. which is it's not within it's not within, it's not without, but it's aside. Mm-hmm. And I've heard it's the I've heard like... the library. Yeah, there's a book. I think the book is maybe actually called like the third space or something. And libraries have often been referred to as a third space. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, where I'm trying to find this quote. Here. Yeah, it's where it's not outside of the. Um, it's not completely outside of the of the community, and it's not completely within yeah. the community in in that way. Or maybe community is not the word I want to use, but like the rules of society yeah Yeah. i mean it's just um i mean so i think that's what that was an interesting concept is to go to that third space and it the third space can be a mental place it Uh can be an actual physical place what she says um yeah like in true public spaces like she doesn't she hasn't in this quote meant named it the third space yet but true public spaces the most obvious being parks and libraries are places for uh and thus the spatial underpinnings of quote unquote, what we will from like that, the Mm -hmm. union um, song. A public non-commercial space demands nothing from you in order for you to enter, nor for you to stay. The most obvious difference between public space and other spaces is that you don't have to buy anything or pretend you want to buy anything to be there. Um, Right. And she talks about like how uh, there are, they're not scripted, you know, like anybody can be in them as a citizen with agency, whereas things that are scripted public spaces, kind of like parts of Disney or whatever, mm-hmm. um, those are very highly policed. Um, right. And that's where a lot of like the norms and regulations become way more apparent. So, yeah. So I think basically libraries was the best. It's <laughs> one of the most. Yeah. So the... I thought that was, uh, I mean, I love, I like this idea. I like where she was leading to with this, you know, starting, it, you know, she starts with like, um, our attention is uh-huh. all in this place. And when we're there, they're constantly barraging us with like fear and mm-hmm. everything's out of context, which I think oh, she yeah. talks about later, but like, <clears throat> and everything's Excuse so me. fast, you don't have time to process anything. Right. But you're expected to, mm-hmm. you're expected to yeah. share it or give yeah. it a like, or yeah. whatever. Um, and that it takes, you know, you have to be able to it takes some amount of will to shift your attention, mm-hmm. take your attention out of the attention economy and put it somewhere else. And I was going to, I'm actually going to share this. I think I sent it to you, but it this reminded me this part about um, you have to risk looking foolish or being thought foolish and like, that's great, but who can afford that? That's mm-hmm. where you could come to that, like that margin, like mm-hmm. who can afford the risk mm-hmm. of looking foolish or looking like the one out there. And there's this really funny TED uh, talk and it's like how to start a movement. Mm-hmm. And it's so silly, but it's at like spot on where this guy just gets up. He's like at a, like a, obviously like a music festival and he's probably stoned out of his gourd and mm-hmm. he's like doing a particular dance. And this other guy comes over and joins him and like does starts, he teaches him how to do the mm-hmm. dance or whatever. And then that guy calls some friends over and then um, 
at that point it becomes like you know from one like lone Mm -hmm. nut you know Mm -hmm. what i mean to like a movement and there becomes a tipping point where there becomes enough people yeah. that it's safe for yeah. for people who are all on the fence to yeah. join because no one can see you like right. you won't look foolish because well, everybody so else Brene is doing Brown, it too. that guy right. was daring greatly yes he was and then but he makes the point that it's not the lone nut it's the it's first the se- leader oh, it's the man. first it's the follow- second the dude. first follower yeah. yes so like have the courage Oof. to find someone like doing like doing and saying things that you really believe in and have the courage to be the first follower and encourage other people to follow. Mm. Well, I also, I liked that, that role also was pointed out with like, if you don't have the capacity to like jump in right away or be that second follower or whatever, like make space or make things easier for people who have the margin to do that. Like when she was talking about the professors who were like, I'm not going to punish you for walking Mm -hmm. out or doing whatever. Right. Like, yes, I understand that a professor maybe can't, or especially like an adjunct professor or like whatever, can't uh, also do like the sit, like the walkout or whatever. Right. But they can make the space. They can make the space for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because you, yeah, you don't want to lose yeah. your job. But you yeah, so I wrote down that like the ability not just to withdraw our attention, but to invest it somewhere else mm-hmm. is important. And then also the quote: "If you can afford to pay a different kind of attention, mm-hmm. you should." Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, because some people can't afford it, but mm-hmm. if you can, you should. You you yeah, should, so and you can make that space. Part. Right. Um, right. Well, and that's so. That's, I think, the main difference between, like, this book and then just uh, the internet and whatever is ruining our lives and we should just get off of it. (laughs) Because this is saying, well, then what do you do with the attention? Mm -hmm. And her thoughts are to go to nature and go to go hyper local, go within your community. Bioregionalism. Bioregionalism. Yeah. So there's – and, you know, I mean, the the way that you – the thing is, is that you have to, I struggle with willpower because I don't necessarily always believe in willpower. But <laughs> I, I don't have any. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have, but, but like in the middle, pretty much in the middle of the book, you know, that's when she says there's no such thing as voluntary sustained attention. Like it's training ourselves it's constantly like to a... bring attention back to mm-hmm. the thing over and over mm-hmm. and over again, which is like I, when I start like at, at my very first thing, I keep picking my phone yeah. up. Um, it, it just... Like, or I just felt uncomfortable. Like, yeah. I wanted, like, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, something might be happening. Like, right. I, I could read for a couple pages and then I would want to look at it. Exactly. So, but if I take the phone and I put it in the other room, I don't get up to go check it in the other room. Um, I don't, like, if I have, if I walk through the room, I mm. do, but usually, like, I could put it somewhere else. Yeah. So, um, so it is, you know, I was interested in that, like, that it is an act of will to, but is it like, to, is it more of a strength training exercise to have it next to you and continually not? <laughs> and continue, but I don't know. But but like, why make it hard for yourself? I don't why know. Not make it easier because for why not make everything harder for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> that is anti Brene Brown. I know. So I I'm I'm so I'm super interested in um, that concept of of like taking your attention and putting it somewhere else. And and you know she does t- she talks a lot. There's this the whole bunch about 
attention. I loved the, I mean, David Foster Wallace is mm. like, I actually want to go watch that talk. Yeah, me too. Um, he gives a talk at um, Kenyon College and I think we maybe we can find it and link it. Mm-hmm. But it is about attention and like, you know, he's his whole thing essentially is like paying attention makes life less hellish. Yeah. And it's really true. Like the stuff he was saying is stuff like I find myself saying that to my spouse and my kids is like, um, and I think it's actually made an impact on my kids. Like I hear them say the same thing is like when somebody is going slow in traffic in front of you, mm-hmm. like, and how about instead of getting mad about yes. it, you just are like, that person may have just gotten the worst yeah. news of their life. That's what I like to say. Right. That so person, that angry. yeah, that person yeah. might be getting out of the hospital and nobody could come get them and they're doing their best to get home safely. Right. Like, and she was saying like the point, uh, and maybe he was saying the point of it isn't if it's true. It's just let's... Let's take this anger, let's interrupt give that it. Grace. And, mm-hmm. Let's let's give grace to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like there's no reason why. I mean, even if someone's like directly acting in a way where you're just like, what? You just but don't you don't. Know you have no idea. On. Yeah. And that's like, that was I thought a really uh, important part of this because part that Brad really liked too, and um, which was like the Martin Buber, like moving from the. I it relationship mm-hmm. where you're I, like though. what yeah mm-hmm. what can all these people do yeah for me yeah and like how do they impact my life and it doesn't even have to be that it sounds like super selfish it doesn't have to be like like you're purposely being no. a, a selfish jerk it's just we're all it's just like when you're encountering people mm-hmm. like they're in my way right and they're also like what can they do for me? What can they bring me? Like mm-hmm. how is this how is this person being here going to mm-hmm. impact me mm-hmm. instead of like looking at this other person and realizing this person they're exactly a person this person like got born yeah to their mama right this person like skinned their knees chasing yeah. after dandelion fuzz yeah. this person climbed a tree this person fell in love uh-huh. this person got humiliated in yeah. school this person you know like they are Whatever. exactly the amount of person that I am. Exactly. They are exactly the amount of person that I am. And they their lives are just as rich and interesting as I believe my life mm-hmm. to be. I like and also though encountering and training your attention to do that, like moving beyond people, to do that to just everything. Like yeah. in nature, you know. This bird has some stories to tell. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Uh, but, and I love the uh, verb, like, as it was like translated from German as like bodying, like, cause he talks oh, about like seeing this the tree, tree. Uh-huh. and it, the tree like bodied in front of me, you know, like yeah. it's just was in its body. Like yes. it was, or it, like confronted me bodily. I don't know. For some reason yeah. I really liked that language yes. of it. Yeah. It was it's really... like, it's just existing. It's not like for me to like break it down you know, or like think too hard. It's just, that's, it's just there. I'm just there. I yeah. Don't know. It so, sounds like yeah. such hippie stuff. It, but... does, it does. Like, I mean, but I think she's making a, an important point about like, the, so bioregionalism, bioregionalism is what she comes to as like the place where we can, we can use our will and bring our mm-hmm. attention over and over again back to this place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like she says, it, like it, it she, Okay, so you're out in nature and you have to take your phone, you have mm-hmm. your phone with you and you have to look up what mm-hmm. these birds are mm-hmm. and you have to look up what this tree is or whatever. Yeah, I want to get but that But then, out. yeah, but then, which sounds counterintuitive to what she's talking about, but then you do have to do it less and mm-hmm. less yeah. because you've, I mean, there's no sense in not 
using yeah. something Don't that choose can, ignorance right. right that can that can enhance your experience but that you know then it isn't like i'm out here just taking pictures of everything yeah. and not experiencing it it's like i'm t- i've taught myself what these plants yeah. are i've taught myself i've looked up real quick a history of the place on which i'm standing yeah like the tribes who used to live here yeah. or like that kind of thing or maybe still live there mm-hmm. um so i thought that that was really interesting like that the physical that's like she the says the physical world uh-huh. might be our last common reference point mm. as yes as humans and animals as as all of us on the planet mm-hmm. like that might that this that might be the only thing that we really can agree on. Is that this is, is that, that it is that it exists? Yeah, which we can't even always. But Ooh. yeah. So one thing that I would say is um, a gentle critique of the book. Okay, what's um, your gentle is critique? just and again I've talked before about my grad school experiences with the performance studies people who bless their hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a lot of very like. This is an academic audience reading this book, um, I, I yeah. think, especially the middle part where she's talking a lot, a lot of the art movements and things. Mm-hmm. It, Although Brad was really interested in that. And I was like, this is time. Oh, I know, me too. Yeah, it's it. the art, the artistic movements, I like the, the point she was demonstrating. But I think it took a lot maybe for granted that the that the reader would know kind of like what these movements are, what, right. what these different things are. And that lost me. And then I'm, I'm worried that that would like, like I powered through it, but I'm worried that someone would be like, this is just, like you said, too smart for me and therefore right. nothing else is. I kind of, I got to the point where I just sort of flipped through a little bit and I was like, okay, when do we pick back up? <clears throat> Excuse me. When do we pick back up? So can I will tell you, that I had an OMG WTF moment mm. in this book. So this, like out of this book, I mean, some this there were some mind-blowing like things, but the idea of the atmospheric river, do you know oh, that? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So like apparently that was a thing that showed up that she had to look up because she didn't know what it was. So the atmospheric river is that water gets picked up somewhere mm-hmm. and goes up along in the its way mm-hmm. in the clouds because i mean people and i think you don't often think of like where did my rain come from yeah i just figure it came from i don't know wherever close the by right there yeah but so apparently you know you can track and so the it was in the paper that this atmospheric river was happening she's based in california oakland california and this atmospheric mm-hmm. river was coming in from the philippines where her, mom's where from. her mom is from and so the rain that rained down on her mm-hmm. was the rain from her mom's homeland. Ugh, and so... she went out and collected it yeah. in in a like jar. A, a jar and then used that water to paint a picture of that's a plant beautiful. from the Philippines and gave mm-hmm. it to her mom and then kept the rest of the rain. But I just it never occurred to yeah. me like might I be getting like Ireland rain on you me? You might right be. Now? Like, yeah, I don't I... know how the wind works, but yeah, exactly. I'm yeah, sure about something I you could see learn. The, I mean, and like you see the clouds moving and you're like, well, that cloud's not always going to be sitting right ahead of me. But like, where did it come from? What's it carrying? And where's it going? Like, right. I, you just don't. I didn't really think about that either at all. No, that's incredible. I'm like, we well, just get rain from the car. But no, that is not. <laughs> no, not it was it where it's kind of one of those like where you're like, well, duh, like I should have known this. But you just don't. This is the this is. This is exactly what she's talking about. Like, this is a great shift of my attention yes. 
to like now I will always wonder when yes. it's raining and like, where this yes. rain has come yeah. from. And she looked that I mean like in that those are one of those things that you're using technology or you're using whatever to look this stuff up. Right. But that's the third space. Like you are choosing to engage in the technological like technological research. Right. For a specific reason. Right. To to put your attention. Yeah. To put your attention right? to something. I feel like I feel like it was you can learn about something and then put your attention on that thing um, that is a physical phenomenon. Mm -hmm. Generally, it sounds like, you know, that's a physical, natural, you know, phenomenon, bioregional phenomenon that uh, is not what, you know, it's not like that whole, there was that page, I, I think I made note on, like it was her whole Twitter, oh, on page, it was like page oh, 158, God. the whole Twitter feed, like recounting. I started getting anxiety just reading, right. like, and so, it's like serious thing, serious thing. And yeah. Those are all very serious and important things. But there's no way that the human brain can process no. all of those things dumped on you. No. And she talks about something called context collapse, mm -hmm. which I think this is why this is why she's a big proponent of shifting your attention back to that bio-regional mm -hmm. focus, mm -hmm. like the people around you. The culture around you, the, the context, the, of the plants mm -hmm. around you, the animals around you, the you know mountains around you, um, but you know the the music around mm -hmm. you, the, so the culture, the art around you, but all of the things that make sense to you because they're in context, mm -hmm. and so um, like what happens when we just take a snapshot of our Twitter feed and like, just do, maybe just do it one time, mm -hmm. like just to see what you get, just take a snapshot of your Twitter feed and just look individually, like pull it out of its mm -hmm. don't, you're not scrolling. It's somewhere else now. And just look individually at each of the things that show up. The topics. Yeah. Um, and how are you supposed to make sense of all of this? Mm -hmm. Like it's all yeah, it's a jumble of mm -hmm. horrible things that are happening far away that you have. Paired next to like cat videos. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just and like how's your brain supposed to do that? To, paired next to, you know, artichoke dip recipe. Mm -hmm. Paired next to like my favorite authors mm -hmm. talking about a book coming out. Paired right. next to another horrible You can't fully process news. any of this stuff. Right. Put next to some fake news that mm -hmm. like doesn't make any sense. You know. So – it, I just like that concept I thought was a, mm -hmm. a good one to really think about is that I think that we think, oh, we're like the time is so great. We can get information from everywhere, mm -hmm. but there's really nothing. Our brains are able to do that. No, like, there's not anything to be done with it. And I, I think she's not, you know, she's not advocating again for withdrawing, not, not reading the mm -mm. news, withdrawing completely, not knowing things. But, no, because that's but like maybe taking a moment to recon reconstruct how you receive that information, mm -hmm. so that you receive it in context, and then take the time to think about how you think about it. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, because you want to get that, I think that you want to get that, and I, um, I think the thing that that I really that I liked about that too is you know. That just that piece of it, like like that as an individual, we're getting all of these things out of out of context. But mm -hmm. then we're back. We're feeding back into the machine. Mm -hmm. So like, um, you know, the one like something that she pointed out was that like social media, like it creates the inability to publicly change our minds. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I know we've talked, maybe I think we've talked about this before, like the John Ronson book, the, so you've been mm -hmm. publicly shamed and mm -hmm. things like that. So there's, I mean, there are people who that, that's what they do is they just mine public, you know, people who are like public in some way, mm -hmm. public, um, yeah. celebrity or something, public identity in some way. They go back and they mine mm -hmm. all of their... Which is like what I do when I Google their, yes. Dr. Seuss racist. Right. But... They, they mine all of their Twitter posts. <laughs> yeah. And and anything that seems off color or incongruent mm -hmm. or whatever, that and no matter how long ago it is, no matter mm -hmm. what context yeah. it was posted in, they throw it back up and now the person... It becomes this person, and there's no ability. That's what this is. I'm argument. So torn, though. This is the argument we always have, though, about Dr. Seuss. Is like Dr. Seuss did change. Well, no, he was also a jerk to his wife. Well, I okay. <laughs> or okay, right. Here's he, the thing, though. Like, like you, he did grow and he did change right. and he did yes, make changes. Right. Like I mean, and he doesn't have to be to right. He doesn't have to be held up as the end all be all. There are all these other people too. But like, to me, that's the important lesson is mm -hmm. that. You can change your mind. Yeah. You can grow and yeah. change and like Which, evolve. So then if people don't, then they're even turdier. I don't know. I don't know if, but the thing is, is I don't know that I, I don't feel comfortable necessarily Well, but like judging. We, we have pulled out, like I have pulled out tweets or whatever from like Louis C.K. after hearing oh, all right. the stuff that he did, you know, and he, I don't know. So you would argue... You would argue that that what you post on social media is set in stone forever, and that's that's you. That's who you no, are. No, no. I just think that then you have the obligation to better yourself. I don't know. We're getting far from this. Sorry. <laughs> We're about Louis C.K. Well, I like I. That was the. It's hard though, also because I have been like since. So what's this? I've been online for twenty years since I was twelve, and. Like in high school, I had a live journal um, mm -hmm. and I would just chronicle all my thoughts. It was my journal. And then like my fr like 50 or so online friends or whatever, we all would like follow each other's journals. And so I don't know what it's like not to express your self mm. and broadcast it. Yeah. Well, I thought like to me, what I thought was really interesting was that when she was talking about that book and I think it was the book, that book that was written in the fifties, that was like, mm. okay, and this, this is what social media is. It's like where you, if you went on a road trip with your friends, it was the mm -hmm. one where like you went on a road trip with your friends, you did all this stuff, you come back. Um, and like your friends want to know how it was, mm -hmm. your parents want to know how mm -hmm. it was, and your college professor mm -hmm. wants yeah, to know right. how it was. Right. You're not going to tell the same story no. to those three groups of people because the story, like the story that the I, you know, because mm -hmm. you're either going to offend one of them, right? Uh, like, like alienate one of right, them, right? Yeah. Or be whatever. So, so your the story that you tell is three different stories, and the way. And the like now you can't do that. Like well, you can't you, get filters though. That's this is why I'm like just do it the right way. Just do, but that's not. 
the thing is, is like that's not. We're, I mean, people can probably still find that. I'm yes, sure. Like, true. so that's but the thing also, that you still my find. My other thing is, oh, I don't know. But I'm you confused. just like so the walls are knocked down and went like right. things that you might say in a private room to a small group of people yeah. here, there, or somewhere else. Yeah, those walls don't exist anymore. Right. And so, in order to make yourself palatable to the largest mm-hmm. common denominator, you stop having any dimension. Yeah. Or, or or you risk saying something that someone finds offensive and then having right. it thrown up later. Right. Yeah. So that's your two your two options, or you know maybe there's more than two options, but your options mm-hmm. are to like pander to the yeah, largest the common, common denominator, the lowest uh-huh. common denominator, the largest common denominator, or say something that someone doesn't find the nuance in right. and can be used against you forever and right. ever. Amen. I know, but I'm so conf- I'm so conflicted though are you yeah i'm less conflicted i think like well what about when people mark zuckerberg uh, said what about when people say like something's just locker room talk or whatever you know like that was them right trying to be themselves in a specific group of people yeah but the thing is is that but that doesn't that doesn't make them not who they are they still are who they are but it would have been it you know it would have been something that wouldn't have left the locker room. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or yeah. if it did, then there would be consequences, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. now everybody mm-hmm. is talking like that. And it's mm-hmm. just like all over. It's obviously no consequences happened right. because yeah. God, it was president. in this giant <laughs> swirl of right. everything. But mm-hmm. had, had it been that we don't speak like that in the public mm-hmm. discourse, mm-hmm. And it came out mm-hmm. because it left the locker room somehow. I think it would have been way more impactful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it now, you know, it, it left that Because there that were, space, yeah, it was like a real know, world concept. It like yeah. broke mm-hmm. that wall mm-hmm. of like what shouldn't have ever come mm-hmm. out of there. I'm not saying that. I'm going to have to I'm not saying this. that what is said in those private spaces is good or bad. It's just what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... But now, but I mean, the reality is, is now we just like, there's right, there's no no context and there's nothing. And that's the other thing too, is like, I mean, so like Mark Zuckerberg said, like you're blah, 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 you're creating your identity, something, um, it's so great. You can create your identity. But then he said, someone questioned him about like, like being able to like change your mind or Mm -hmm. whatever, like, like after you, and he said, well, having two identities for yourself is an example of a lack of integrity. Mm-hmm. So like using a filter or being mm-hmm. like two different yeah. kinds of people, like, I mean, he saw, sees that as a lack of integrity because what he wants is for you to put all of your uh-huh. content uh-huh. out there. Uh-huh. And so, which I'm like, really, is that where we are now? I mean, I do, honestly, I kind of feel like that is where we are now because that's, I think that's how you feel a little bit is like, there isn't room for nuance. Like and you are who you are. No, there's not. <laughs> Like, if you've ever said a thing and I can find it on you, you're automatically a horrible person. And that doesn't mean, I mean, there's a lot of people who say a lot oh, of things I know. and who aren't. Well, that's why I'm not running for president. I'm not saying my idea is a good idea. Put it publicly. Their turns too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I know. My 
my logical side and my Scorpio side are wrestling mm-hmm. with this right now. But but also like why why do we why are we forced to have an opinion about the like that's the other thing too is I feel like we're forced mm-hmm. well, oh we're yeah not forced Absolutely. to but like but it, we yeah. sort of like we're cultivated to have an opinion about, about these everything. things yeah yeah when, and yeah. T- and speak on things yeah. that we may or may not Absolutely. understand yeah. So we share things outside of context. Like what if I shared something and I didn't necessarily put a context to it and you saw it and you were like, I can't believe you shared this, but I might've been sharing it because I think it was terrible and like, uh-huh. hey, everybody, right. it's a terrible thing. Yeah, exactly. But like, you can be like, you liked these, like, cause that's what I mean. Yeah. Now you can be like, you liked all of these things. Yeah. You shared these things. Yeah. You like, you're on these pages. Well, I respect you enough to come at you at your face. You do. But, um, <laughs> no, but, exactly. Know, like sometimes when I see, I'm like, oh my God, I have mm-hmm. friends who are on these pages. And mm-hmm. then I, I'm yeah, like, like, maybe they're following I feel the like enemy. I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm right. sh- because that's another thing is like a lot of people need to get outside of their bubble. I don't think they need to get out. I'm honestly like, you can read a book. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think you need to be in the like, in, follow Fox News's page. No, right. I mm-hmm. don't think you need to necessarily expose yourself to that kind of thing. But, but maybe you just need to yeah. stop selling mm-hmm. your personal brand mm-hmm. and worrying about curating your personal brand. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know. I mean, I don't know what that means for. Staying connected to people because that's how we do now. You know, and like my friends who don't share a lot on Facebook, who either aren't on Facebook or don't share a lot or whatever, they feel okay with that decision, obviously, mm-hmm. but then also like isolated. And so yeah. because, because that's the you, only option we have left. Right. Well, and because when you stop when you stop sharing and people aren't liking any of your stuff because you mm-hmm. don't have any mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. you don't you don't see. Right. Like because you get stuck in an algorithm and we're not and you've been yeah. like Facebook yeah. decides for you who yeah. you need to see yeah. and who you don't need to see and what content you're gonna get and what mm-hmm. content you know, like they decide for you based on yeah. What on they, the information yeah. they have on you. And so you're not actually really staying connected to those friends. No. So if you've made the decision to not, because I've thought about that too. Like, what if I just was on here, but I didn't say anything mm-hmm. and I didn't post anything and I just watched what other people did? That doesn't seem like a realistic reality. For yeah, me. right. No, not for me either because I cannot say anything. Okay. Well, we've talked about this book a long time. It's, it's, it was a thinker. Thanks, Brad. It was a thinker. But we're going to let you read it and think yeah. about it. You think about it. So if you, you read it, yourself. please comment. Not on social media, though. Come to my house. <laughs> Honk at my fence <laughs> from your car. Beep, 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 beep. I love this book. Yeah. Uh, no, you actually, please do it on social media. Yes, because we would like our brand to be. <laughs> yep. we're, mere, we're merely human. But please be sitting in a park while you do it. Yeah. Yeah, and look up look up whatever tree's nearby. Yep, let it body at you. Um, okay, so we've got like one thing to talk about left because we've gone over. Um, it's our LPL book nerd par- book nerd <laughs> book nerd party <laughs> uh, for summer reading for 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you want to say? When it is? Do I want to say when it is? Yes, I do. It's June Thursday. Thursday. June 6th. June 6th. 7 to 9 p.m. 7 to 9 p.m. So it's going to be like, don't take your pants off when you get home from work. Just go That's home. It's going to be difficult. Drop your stuff. <laughs> drop your trout. Because you do need to have pants on to come to this party. Or shorts. Or shorts. Or, or skirt. skirt. Mm, or dress. Whatever. Um, you need to be covered. But 
don't let that make you think it's not going to be fun. Oh, oh, there's pants, but there's also fun. Yes. So tell the people where it is, Kate. Okay. I will, Polly. Uh, so it's at Happy Shirt Printing. Um, awesome folks at Happy Shirt reached out to us about having uh, about using their, their really cool space. Um, it's in North Lawrence. It's 608 North 2nd Street in North Lawrence, which is just the main road when you go over the bridge into North Lawrence. Um, it's happy shirt. There are, there's parking spaces, um, and, uh, whatnot. So it should be easy to get to. Yeah. What the, I mean, I found it without a map and that's saying a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's right there. Mm-hmm. Like it's right there Boop. on the main street. Mm-hmm. We'll have signs. So here's what's going to happen. There. Yeah. What? Some super nerdy stuff. Yes. Like, uh, but first there's going to be. Coney Island hot dogs, mm. and there's going to be Lawrence Beer Company mm. beer that you can purchase. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we didn't want to spend everyone's tax dollars on buying hot dogs and beer for everybody. That's just not that's being a, a good choice, steward whatever. Yeah. of our money, I but um, it will be there. So you don't even need to worry about getting dinner because mm-hmm. you can come get some dinner. There's going to be popcorn mm-hmm. for free, some other snacks candy. for free, uh-huh. candy, some lemonade. If you mm-hmm. don't want to drink drinks, you mm-hmm. can drink lemonade. Um mm-hmm. It'll be delicious. What are we doing? We'll have games, trivia, bookish tarot, uh, button making machines. You'll be able to print your own t-shirts. You'll be able to buy other t-shirts that are already made if you don't feel like printing your own. There's going to be music of some sort that we haven't figured out yet. There's going to be a thing where you can um, challenge Brad, the director, to a feat of daring. Um, there's mm-hmm. going to be magnetic poetry. There's going to be awesome. It's just going to be nerd city. Nerd, yeah. nerd city. All the nerdy things that you love about books mm-hmm. and nerdy life It's going to be general. a great third space, pretty much. It will be. But also <clears throat> talk about it. I think it will be a good third space. Mm-hmm. We'll have nature. Except for you can buy beer there. <laughs> oh, there will be. Yes. Third space. Oh, yeah. You're no. not, but you're not expected but to. But you're not, you know, you, yeah, don't, you don't, don't have, have to buy any anything. of that stuff. No. You can come get some free popcorn. Right. Yeah. But I think it'll be really fun. This we'll whole, have book giveaways. The whole, we'll con- yeah, we'll be giving away books. The whole concept is... You know, there's a lot of stuff for kids for yeah, summer ours. reading. Yeah, there and really life. is. And so, and you know, I, I love kids. I <laughs> made three of them, you sure. know, like whatever. But sometimes you're just like, I just want to be around my bookish people uh-huh. and I don't want to have to deal no. with like, um, you Screaming. know, Pop the Magic Dragon. No. Also do, well, you know. Oh, I like Pop the Magic Dragon. Does that exist anymore? I know. I don't know. So anyway, There's not going to be any Pop the Magic Dragon of no, any sort there. Thank there you. Is this not. is our library program. This is this is eighteen and up, twenty one to drink, mm-hmm. and just pure mm-hmm. unadulterated. So get a babysitter stuff. Get together with your neighbors, hire one babysitter at a group rate, <laughs> and then carpool. Or if you don't have kids, oh, just come just on over. Throw your dog a bone. Yeah, and just, like yeah, it's a dog. Come on it's, over. It'll be fine. Yeah. Pets are great. I think it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. I think so I'm too. Really excited. Yeah, and it's the first annual, so. Uh-huh. We need Hopefully y'all. We'll have a second annual. Yeah, we need y'all to come and like support it so yes. that we can do it every year. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we need to support adult, fun. adult, bookish, fun. literary, nerdery, nerdery. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I thought I'd do it. That's it. Boy, we sure talked. Sure, today. we did. Sure, we did. All right. <laughs> Happy reading. Happy reading. <laughs> That's it for this edition of the Book Squad podcast. For more details on any of the books or events mentioned in this episode, visit our website, lplks.org. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe. 
please rate or comment. It helps others find the podcast. Our Book Squad librarians are Polly Ken and Kate Gramlich. Our theme music is by Heidi Lynn Gluck. And this has been a production of the Lawrence Public Library.